Dan Mack is back, and this year she has sought out the best customer-centric thought leaders from around the world. Are you after practical, accessible, and customer-centric marketing? You're in the right place. Sit back and enjoy Dan's small business podcast. For more information, go to www.daniellemckinnis.com or visit www.mckinnismarketing.com.au. So today I've got Van Morris from a company called MLT Creative and um, I'm so happy to have you on the call eventually, Van. <laughs> Thank you, Van. After we've had a few um, scheduling things, but that's great. Um, and the reason that I wanted to speak with you was um, in relation to the tool or the app that you've got on your website for creating personas. So I'm just wondering if you can give us a little insight as to you know how and why that was created and also you know, some of the initial benefits that you've seen um, different users get out of using that tool. Sure. So buyer personas look at what really motivates a buyer in order to buy. So what our app does is it sort of breaks those things down and they're so many factors that are going on um, when somebody's making a purchasing decision. Sometimes people like to think, well, it's just cost, but there's so many other things that are motivating our behavior that it's really, you just can't essentialize it down to one or two things. So what I love about our app is our app sort of takes, it looks at the buying situation and it sort of situates everything around, um, well, in three different sections. So one thing you look at the industry. What's going on in the industry? What kind of trends are happening? Then you go down a little more and you kind of look at maybe a problem that exists within the industry and what's the solution? Well, the solution would be in this case, you get the company who is creating that buyer percent. Then you go even to the locus of it and that's the actual buyer. And it says, okay, so there's all these things going on in the industry. There's this problem that has a solution that your company offers. How does that affect the buyer? How is that buyer situated in all that? And not only just in terms of like his or her professional motivations, but what's going on personally? Who does he or she um, uh, respond to or uh, answer to? I'm sorry, answer to. Because whenever we're trying to develop any sort of a content, we have to direct it to the person, but also there might be influencers, and um, always is the case also in B2B, who are also influencing those decisions. Mm. So is this, is this, am, I, am I moving too fast? No, 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 that's great. So what the app does is because you've got all of these different factors, it can be extremely overwhelming to try and, and just really um, – get a grasp of all this stuff. So our app kind of breaks all of those all of those three things down, again, industry, problem solution, and buyer, and it allows you to concentrate on each one of those three things as a discrete category. Then once you're sort of situated with just thinking about the company and the industry, then it delves you questions related to that. So that at the end, you sort of understand the big picture in relation to those three things, but also the minutia and the micro information that sort of builds out those three um, discrete categories and sort of pulls them all together. Yeah, and that's the thing that I really like about it because it's actually using, um, it's actually making you think about all those 
those three distinct categories and you know use some insight around you know as you said that buying criteria or decisional influences and you know I've seen a lot of persona templates out there that are just sort of demographical um, and yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if you um, listened to the podcast that I did with Adele um, she's got a company called buyerpersona.com and her method is sort of aligned with yours in that you know you really need to understand you know the total environment that a buyer you know is involved in but the thing that I really like about this is this is a, this gives us sort of a simple outline to start thinking about those questions so yeah. it makes it easier to, to sort of process so it's a really great tool have, have, what feedback have you had about the tool in terms of people using it and, and what have you seen it being used for? We have been we have received positive um, feedback at the end result. I would definitely say that one of the interesting parts is um, I do all of this through um, primary research in terms of uh, interviews. So I do my own qualitative research. And so I'm really asking these questions and people are always like, let me see, I'll pull out an example. Like, um, why does it matter what, if there's potential? So like one of the questions if you're in the buyer section is, is there any potential for growth? I mean, some of these things might seem so micro that it becomes a little difficult for people to really understand the macro level when you're finished. But once I go through everything and, um, and we get to the end, they're like, wow, I totally get it now. And, and now I'm not really looking at some sort of linear or um, static uh, persona. I'm looking at just all over the place, dynamic. You're, it's really multifaceted. And um, I would say that that is the thing. It's just kind of very positive end result and sort of in the middle where I'm sort of walking through them. Just kind of like a little confused or people are kind of just not used to it asking these questions or answering these questions, which is exciting because it means we're getting at something, you know, that has some information that can help us, but it can take a little hand-holding too. So would you use this band to actually do um, conversations over the phone and then populate, populate it through? Mm -hmm. Well, I would do, well, I do straight up interviews and then when people use the app themselves, they can fill in the questions you know, and then it populates them at the end in a report. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason that I enjoy doing the um, the interviews is because sometimes people, in order for this app to work, you really have to work at it. Buyer personas are time extensive, and you're really having to pull your information from a secondary research from your um, maybe from industry reports from your sales team I mean and it's not something that happens overnight that's another thing that's why we're able to save ours and come back because it's I mean it would be extremely difficult to try and go through all three of these at the same time just because no one person ever has all of those answers so for me I enjoy doing phone calls so that I can sort of keep people in check and make sure that um, they're not, A, just glossing over and not giving me as deep of an answer as we really need in order to develop content, and then B, also to make sure that um, they really understand the questions because they can be a little, like I said, uh, they kind of seem a little out there. <laughs> no, they're good, and, and what I really like is that you've also got a sample persona up there, so you can sort of see that yeah. the outcome 
you know, at the end of the day. What I really liked about how you explain that is it, it, it sort of does take a number of viewpoints to build it and, yep. and you're absolutely right to come back and revisit it. But um, in terms of how it's being used, I just wondered, you know, like for me, I, I think that it would influence so many, you know, like of the marketing strategy or even just the copy that you're writing to make it resonate. How do you sort of see it being used with various sort of clients? Definitely, definitely, Dan. So the main reason that we create buyer personas is in order to have the content that we can then engage with our buyers. Lots of times we hear about um, <laughs> marketing teams putting together buyer personas and then just putting them in the closet. But what we need to do is after, like I just said, it takes a lot of time to develop these. And after you've developed them, it doesn't make sense to just put it on a shelf. The point is to begin utilizing this information in order to develop content that really resonates with the target audience. So like, for example, if I'm going to, if I'm um, developing content for a prospect, after I've built out my buyer persona, I'm not only thinking about maybe what's going on at the industry and maybe not what's going on in terms of a problem solution, but also I've really thought out whom that person has to answer to. So the person um, whom he or she would have to answer to is going to really require different content than what the final decision maker will. So it just really makes you think of all these different areas that A, need content, but then B, it's kind of just a great, almost a checklist so that you can be like, okay, well, I need to go ahead and develop this in order to make the sales process faster. Because if, if they're like, well, I need to as so-and-so will instantly, if I've already developed content, you know, in order to speak to that, then it just moves things along much more. And also, it shows that I understand his or her situation. Yeah, absolutely. It just makes sense. And it, I don't know if you're finding this, but it just seems like there's a swell of interest in trying to get closer to buyers, and this is one of the tools to do yes. that. Yeah. Especially, Definitely. I guess, maybe because there's such a focus on content and we sort of know that buyers are doing a lot of the research and, and, you know, before they even come and talk to us. So we sort of, there's more emphasis on making sure that that content really resonates, I guess. Most definitely. So can you tell me a little bit more about, um, you know, MLT Creative and any other things that you're working on or, or areas of focus for you? Because, you know, this is one fantastic application or tool. Are there any more? <laughs> coming along. <laughs> so MLT is a B2B marketing agency in Atlanta, Georgia, and I work as I'm the director of buyer behavior studies. So what I do is I incorporate my PhD. I'm working on my dissertation right now, which is so much fun. <laughs> uh, but so I incorporate all the different strategies. Um, I'm sorry, all the different theories related to human behavior that I've learned along the years. And then we sort of think about how we can incorporate that into marketing strategy. So even, for example, with the Up Close and Persona app, when I was going through it, I was really thinking about ways that different people process information. And some people are more kinesthetic and maybe some people are more visual. So we tried to really incorporate things where you would be able to use a drop-down box or maybe have visuals and all these kind of things that sort of react to different people's behavior and um, just almost, I guess, conceptualization patterns and ways they just understand things. Mm -hmm. um, and was there any other like specific questions well, you I, have? 
I'm just thinking that, you know, in terms of a B2B um, marketing sort of consultancy agency, you, you really do sort of practice what you preach. And what I really yes. like is your B2B resource centre and, you know, you've got lots of resources and, and tools on your site to sort of educate, um, you know, businesses about what they should be thinking about in terms of whether it's, you know, LinkedIn tools and resources or, um, you know, had a blog, lots of things based around the things that they should be doing in terms of their marketing, which I think is a real, really great testament to, you know, to the sort of agency that you're building because it is the things that we should be talking about. Most definitely. And uh, as our president, Billy Mitchell, always says, we practice what we preach, we practice what we preach. And, um, yes, you can definitely see that on our website and even just our labels, B2B Resource Center, because that's what we are. We are a resource and we align ourselves with our clients. And um, so in our blog, Ideas at Work, I write for that as well and um, sort of looking at just things that are going on in the industry that people need to be aware of. Yeah, no, look, it's, it's a fantastic resource and I really encourage everyone to go there. I'll, I'll put a link over to, um, you know, your site and blog and, and of course, the the personas. I think that everyone should have a look at it and, and you know, have a play and, um, you know, they can definitely come back to you guys and get some more insights because it's just a, it's a great tool um, and when I came across it, I couldn't believe that, you know, somebody hadn't thought of this before and yet, you know, <laughs> really there's nothing else out there like this. So it's a really great initiative from... From the company. So, thank you. Yeah, so thank you so much for your time, Joe. I really appreciate it. And it's, um, as I said, I'll, I'll put some links over to your um, tools and um, so that everyone can get across them. Great. Hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. For more great marketing tips, go to Dan's blog at www.daniellemcginnis.com and sign up for her marketing tips or visit her website at www.mcginnismarketing.com.au Catch you next time.